Brian Bolio, and thank you very much for joining us for the NAFCD and the MBMDA event. It was uh, great that you could attend. Uh, there was a lot of information imparted, but you had some more questions, and uh, we'd like to answer them. One of those questions had to do with uh, Benford's Law, um, and if we have applied it to the COVID data, and if so, how reliable is that COVID data? We haven't applied it because others have. Um, Benford's data, uh, Benford's law, by the way, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, is a means of detecting statistical fraud. And they've applied the, uh, the testing against the Chinese data, the Italian data, and the US data. And it's all the data is coming in as anticipated. In other words, it's not indicating or picking up any fraud on the part of China or Italy or the United States or any of the states within the United States. Uh, you're going to get normal sampling errors, of course, but no um, intentional fraud. So from that respect, the data seems to be legit, seems to be usable from our perspective. The other question is, Ray Del Rio has warned that the U.S. dollar's status as a global reserve currency is in long-term danger. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Ray is, Ray Del Delio, um, he's a... a 17, he's worth $17 billion. He runs the Bridgewater Hedge Fund. Uh, he understands cycles, markets. Um, he's, he's a very thoughtful guy. And we agree, in long term, the US dollar is, um, could very well suffer debasement because of everything that's going on today, including the um, massive deficit spending. But it's not gonna be so much the, the size of the deficit our research shows that the dollar becomes less valuable as people lose faith in the U.S. government's uh, credibility. Um, and for now, we think that means it's, the dollar remains relatively cyclical, but not overtly negative uh, for a couple of years. And all the liquidity that's out there is partly uh, involved with that. And also partly involved with that is the fact that the U.S. dollar remains uh, one of the major safe haven currencies on the planet. So we have that going for us in the long run, but we surely are um, asking for trouble uh, given some of these longer term megatrends that have been put in place because of COVID. One of the questions we got had to do with what are the industries that are likely to do best over the course of 2021? And for our money, that would be housing, in particular single family units. It's not multifamily. Multifamily has got some rough waters ahead of it. Uh, but that could be new construction. It uh, could be existing homes being remodeled. It could be uh, homes that aren't sold being remodeled. Um, we have the money. The consumer's in a good financial position, and they're very likely to spend the money in those sectors. The, and there's obviously a whole bunch of industries related to uh, that demand pull. We also think that uh, consumer durables, particularly in the leisure section, are likely to do well in 2021 for the same reasons. The consumer can afford it, and the consumer isn't going much of any place else, so they, that's where their wants are going to be satisfied. Healthcare services should be doing well in 2021. Um, that's an area where you will see pent-up demand being satisfied as a vaccine gets rolled out and more people go about more normalized lives. Storm repair, likely to remain busy also in 2021. Doesn't look like that trend is going to abate 
next year, although we are not weather forecasters. I'm relying on other people's expectations for that analysis. And I think the financial services markets are going to be doing very well in 2021 because of all the liquidity out there. Um, on the plus side and because of concerns on the, and wealth preservation issues on the downside. So I think financial services will be doing well. I'm not sure the context of the question, so I gave you a very broad answer, uh, but it did say industries, so I went in that particular direction. There was also a question about, can we really apply the term moral hazard to the current bailout situation since it didn't result from poor business decisions or what was the other term, or a poorly run company? And you're absolutely right. I mean, and that's the normal term for uh, moral hazard is that you're giving somebody a bailout when it was their own fault that they went into this situation. And uh, under that definition of moral hazard, um, you're absolutely right. It probably isn't going to qualify. But I was using the term moral hazard, not in that traditional sense, but in the sense that we've taught something to or politicians and consumers have learned something um, and therefore that creates a, a potentiality for it happening again whether it's warranted or not um, maybe i need to come up with a different term for it rather than moral hazard i'll give that some thought uh, could be a new itrism uh, but that's the context of why i use the term uh, moral hazard and finally, what are your thoughts on modern monetary theory, MMT, which some people call magic money tree? And my thoughts are that when you study the efforts in, throughout history of modern monetary theory to gain traction in the cases where it has been applied, it always ends in failure. Um, it is not a viable long-term system. It is an excuse for spending money creating fiat currency that um, doesn't otherwise exist except to satisfy some need to make life more fair, uh, to create a threshold of wealth that would be artificial. Um, anybody who wants to understand more about that, um, I suggest you read uh, The Forgotten Man. Um, it's um, very good book about circumstances going through the Great Depression. It's, uh, you know, some people decry uh, when Atlas Shrugged or Atlas Shrugged uh, by Ayn Rand as allegory. Okay, well, read The Forgotten Man instead and make it very real for yourselves. Um, and that's just a relatively recent example of how MMT, you know, we can all, we can see the attendant ills of it now in our rearview mirror. Um, so our thoughts are, it, it it is a threshold process leading us toward the 2030s and all the ills that we've talked about from 2030 through 2036. So those are the, our answers. Again, thank you so much for attending the event. Uh, we really enjoy partnering with this, these, both these associations, now really one association. Uh, it's been a long-term relationship and we look forward to doing it a long time yet to come. Thank you. Take care of yourselves, please.